Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spears, back with another episode of the For the Culture Podcast. And listen, guys, not a lot's going on this week. A lot of rumors, a lot of a lot of things kind of going on in the Twitter sphere, but nothing, you know, nothing's really happened. Uh, J.J. Watt was was released by the Texans, which wasn't really a surprise. And, you know, really, other than that, not a lot is going on in the NFL world. So not a lot of Colts news, but I do have some updates for you. And I'll start with J.J. Watt. Not a lot to go on here, just just it's because it's early. But based on what I've been told, I don't think the Colts are going to be serious suitors for J.J. Watt. Just not sure that this is a guy that Ballard would bring in. Based on age, injury history, all that stuff on the back end of his career, I still think he could play. I wouldn't be against signing him, putting him next to Buckner, but I also understand the opposite side of that. And I know he wants to get younger and go younger at that position, and he certainly is interested in acquiring via free agency, you know, young talent at the edge spot. So, I, again, like everything else I tell you guys, it's fluid, it can change. But based on what I've been told, I do not think the Colts are going to be interested in J.J. Watt. Another topic that I saw uh, today, Xavier Rhodes uh, saw another podcast tweet some information out about Xavier Rhodes, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna badmouth anybody. I actually had the guy from the the site that actually broke that news reach out to me, and I I just want to make this clear: I don't have any problem with with Colts brawl or you know anyone on that show. Listen, they have sources, we have sources, their source told them one thing, my source told me something else, well my sources told me something else, which is this, Xavier Rhodes wants to come back to Indianapolis, he loves Indianapolis, he loves the defense, he loves the progression that he made in it, um, he was definitely a big part of what we did, he loves the coach, he loves Coach Flus. and I, I think he really wants to come back and, and see how far he can take this thing in, in year two. Now, there's two sides to every story, right? So what do the Colts think? Well, Ballard, as far as in-house free agents goes, it, it begins with Xavier Rhodes. He wants him back. That's the guy he's focused on right now. What I was told is they're currently, you know, talking to, you know, agent and, and, and Ballard talking through it, um, trying to get to the number that will make, you know, Xavier happy and the Colts happy. And they're talking through that. There's not been a drop-dead number set. I've been told they're continuing to work through that. So that's different from the report of what the Colts brawl said. That's that's what their source said, that the number has been set and the Colts won't go any further. I've heard the I've heard the opposite. I've heard they're just starting on that process and you know they've got a month till free agency starts to get this thing knocked out. And I know it's a high priority for Chris Ballard and uh he knows how important Xavier Rhodes is. And so I, I just think it's it's a matter of time. It's, it's one of those things, and I always say this, you just have to be patient. And it's hard to be patient sometimes, but they it, it, when you've got a situation where you've got a guy that loves the, to play for a coach and loves the defensive staff and the defensive players and the defense in itself, and he's, he's succeeding in it and he loves it and he wants to come back, and you've got so you've got a guy in Xavier Rhodes that feels that way, and you've got a guy in Chris Ballard that loves Xavier Rhodes, loved what he did for him, thinks he's you know balling at a high level, thinks he can do it for a couple more years and wants to bring him back. When you've got two people on the same page, I think that marriage happens. It works. 
It's just a matter of those those guys working through the numbers, getting to a place where they feel comfortable, and getting it done. And I really feel like that's going to happen. Now, I could completely be wrong, and you know maybe he gets to free agency and somebody throws him an insane number like Adam, and he can't turn it down, which I'll never be mad at a player for doing that. But as far as I know, I think they're really going to try to get this done before free agency starts. I think that they, they want to get Xavier done before that starts. They're going to work through it, work, you know, get to get it done with the agent. Like I said, it's not, free agency doesn't start, I think, until March 17th. So they've got over a month to get this thing done. Uh, and I think they're going to continue to work through it and get it done. That's what I think. That's what I believe. That's what I've heard. So everybody has sources. Not all their sources are created equal. And certainly not all the sources say, say the same thing. But I, I just know um, that he definitely loves Indianapolis. And I know Ballard wants him back. It's a question of can they get to the right number, which I think they can, because I know Xavier really, really, really wants to play here. And, uh, you know, Ballard wants him back. I mean, the guy was by far, to me, our best corner far and away. Could be argued he he was might have been our best defensive back at, overall. I mean, he was just outstanding all year. We had some great play from Kari Willis and from, you know, Blackman and, you know, and, and Kenny Moore. Uh, all four of those guys are, are great players. So, like I always say, everything's fluid, so you don't know for sure. But I feel confident in my sources on this, and I think something gets done before they get the free agency. So, now we get into Carson Wentz, and I'm not going to talk too much about this because Luke covered it in the uh, in the wrap-up show. I just want to say this. Um, this is definitely different than than the Xavier Rhodes thing. They That, that final offer is out there. I've heard it's a second and a third, not two seconds and a third and a player or whatever it was that Jaworski put out there. Um, but whatever the offer is, is out there, and it's not going to change. I don't know what Howie Roseman is trying to do by dang. I mean, he's basically dangling Carson Wentz out there like a uh, piece of red meat for all you know a bunch of teams to to come, you know, for, like like a piece of red meat for a pit bull, you know, and, and, and so. I don't know how he's possibly considering, like, now I'm hearing rumors are talking about bringing him back. I don't, that's not possible to me. That's not possible. You dangle him out there and basically put it out there that you really don't want him because you wouldn't have him on the trading block if you didn't want him. I mean, if you, if you wanted to keep him, correct? So, obviously, Carson wants out. He's keeping his mouth shut. He's just trying to bide his time until the trade is over and he can go where he's going which is smart on his part. Roseman, I, I think he thinks he's negotiating with a bunch of Ryan Griggsons because that's how he's acting, but he's not. He's negotiating with Chris Ballard, and Chris Ballard doesn't panic, and Chris Ballard doesn't do desperate. So if he's expecting this to, you know, put pressure on Ballard or whatever, it's, it's not going to work. And at this point, I don't even think it's working. At, I mean, if it's going to work, it's probably going to work with the Bears, but at this point, I don't even think the Bears are, are panicking either. So... Wentz is going to get traded at some point. Will it beat Indianapolis? I'm still 50-50. I, I, I don't, I know, I do know Frank really, at this point, now Frank's all in. He wants him. But Ballard is, it's just, Ballard's not going to give in to the demands. It's not going to happen. It is what it is. If the Eagles don't want what we're offering, that's fine. We'll, we'll keep it moving. We'll find, we'll go another direction. That's the way it is. That's the way you have to be in the NFL. You can't be stupid. That's how you set your franchise back five years. So, Ballard's being diligent, he's being prudent, he's not going to go above what he's already put out there, and he's not going to keep it out there forever. So the longer this goes on, the less likely I see Carson Wentz being an Indianapolis Colt. So that, you know, that's just my opinion on that. 
And just to touch on um, Sam Darnold, I'm all in on Sam Darnold. For me, and, and listen, I, I don't know what Ballard thinks. I, I have, I've heard that he's he's not a real fan of Sam Darnold, and he he's not really, you know, before all this started, I was told he's not interested in Sam Darnold, but who knows at this point, maybe he's watched film, maybe, you know, maybe his opinion's changed. I haven't been told anything different than before. I mean, this is all pre-Stafford. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, it's fluid. Who knows? But as far as I'm concerned, I'm all in on I'm all in on Darnold, and I'll tell you why. Okay, he's 23 years old, which is comparatively less than Joe, Joe Burrow. He's he's younger than Joe Burrow, and he's been in the league three years. Okay, so he's young. He's on his rookie deal. He's in his fourth year, right? So you got the fourth year, and if he plays bad, okay, you don't give him the fifth year. If he plays well, you give him the fifth year. Then you extend him. The risk is this. He comes in and he sucks, right? And we and we're a bad team. That's the risk. But worst case that's that's the worst case scenario. He's really bad. He doesn't play good. We pick in the top 5 and we get our quarterback. We trade it's a lot easier to trade up for a quarterback when you're really bad or if you've actually got the pick to take the quarterback. So, that's worst case scenario. Now, the best case scenario is he comes in here and he plays like the kid we saw at USC and not only do we get him cheap for the first two years, then you extend him, you got a quarterback for 10 years. So the risk is, to me, versus Wentz, the risk is low. Much lower. The money is lower. The risk is lower in the sense that he's 23 years old, and I still believe if you get Reich and, you know, and give him a chance to work with him, he can get the most out of him. I'm not ready to give up on a kid with all that talent that he showed at USC. He's a great leader. His teammates love him. Like, that's not what I've heard about Wentz, okay? And that's a big thing with quarterbacks. You want a leader, a guy that commands the huddle. I have not heard that about Wentz at all. I have heard that about Darnold. Now, granted, if you play like crap, it doesn't matter how much of a leader you are. But I truly believe in Frank Reich. And Luke and I have criticized Frank Reich a lot for different things. But one thing we've never been critical of is his ability to get the most out of quarterbacks. Every quarterback he's coached, he's gotten the most out of. Phillip Rivers in San Diego, Carson Wentz in Philly, Nick Foles in Philly, Andrew Luck in Indy, Jacoby Brissett, as bad as he is, we were 5-2 and two with him. And he, was, he wasn't he was good, but he we were winning with him, with, with Jacoby Brissett, which I, I'm not going to go into my opinion of Jacoby Brissett as a player because we've all, you guys have heard it, but that just shows my point. He gets the most out of people. If he can get the most out of Jacoby Brissett, and he also got the most out of you know, 39-year-old Philip Rivers last year when everybody said he was washed and we'd win six games and he sucks and blah, blah, blah. We won 11 games in a pandemic year with a 39-year-old quarterback that no one thought could win. I give a lot of that credit to Philip Rivers, but I also give a lot of that credit to Frank Reich. So my point is he will get the most out of Sam Darnold if we bring him to Indianapolis. And I think that's the move. I really think that's the move. If it can be ha- If he can be had and it's not too much draft compensation, that's the move. That is the move I make. Because the money, he doesn't cost that much. He's not, I mean, they're not demanding. I don't think they're demanding, you know, anywhere near what Philly's demanding for Wentz. And I just think, and he's young. He's 23 years old. So, and if he stinks the first year, you move on and you go get your quarterback in the draft. Because, I mean, if he stinks, we're going to be picking probably pretty close to number one. So, or, you know, at least be in the top 10 where you can move up and get up in there and get and make the moves that you want to make. To It's easier doing that from a top 10 pick than from a from 21. So, 
that's my thoughts on on the quarterback situation. And just as far as Jacoby goes, I don't want to beat this dead horse too much, but I keep seeing Colts writers mentioning him as a, you know a legitimate option to re-sign and start, or even be on the roster. It's not going to happen. I've said this a thousand times. I've asked, re-asked, asked again. It's done. He's not coming back to Indianapolis. He will be somewhere else next year. And I wish him the best. Good teammate, good guy, great leader. All that stuff is true. Bad quarterback. So he will be somewhere else next year. He would 100% not be in Indianapolis. I would expect the same for Anthony Walker. Okariki's going to take over, play, play the Mike linebacker, and be on the field with Darius most of the time. And, you know... Walker wants to go somewhere and start, and I don't begrudge him that. And uh, I think he'll get that, he'll get a deal, and he'll go start somewhere else. And I wish him the best. So I feel great about the, you know, Xavier Rhodes situation. I think that gets worked out pre-free agency, and I feel pretty solid about what Ballard's doing and his plans in the offseason with the edge rush uh, and wide receiver, and you know what he's going to do there. I think you know you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised. So with that, I am going to wrap this little mini podcast up. I appreciate you all listening. And uh, Luke and I will definitely be back sometime this week with another upload here on the For the Culture podcast.